This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Teen Mom. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Teen Mom news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Teen Mom! Hi everyone, Mari Sagal here, and welcome to an all-girls edition of Teen Mom. I have Courtney and Isabel joining me tonight, but but no Ed. No Ed. <laughs> Courtney Ed. and Isabel, you there? Yeah, yeah, we're here. We're here, just talking about how much we miss Ed. <laughs> so uh, Ed <laughs> normally is our is our opposition voice. I guess I would like to say it. He usually presents the side that, that we don't see, where, whereas we hate on certain characters, he seems to like them, or the characters he seems to like, we don't like. So we may have um, one less voice tonight, but we got all girls tonight. And uh, what, did you guys, what did you guys think of the episode before we get into it? Um, there was a lot. There was a lot to take. There was a lot of emotions flying in the air, so I'm not quite sure. It wasn't one of my favorites, that's for sure. <laughs> I think it was a very, very busy episode. A lot was happening to everybody in this episode. So I thought it was kind of interesting, and we're definitely getting in-depth in their lives in ways that I don't think we have so far and watching them grow up and making some serious choices. So I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, I thought it was a very dramatic episode, and I think that MTV really does do a good job of showing the difficulties of these girls, you know, raising raising children sometimes by themselves or, you know, with with their significant others. And it's it's kind of a weird dichotomy because we, we know we see these girls on the tabloids and we know they must be getting money and different things, but M T V does a good job of sticking to the reality of it and trying to like not show that fame and money side of it and just show what it really would be like for teen moms who are going through this. Do you, do you guys feel that way? I did. I mean, I felt that way, but the whole time I'm watching it, I'm wondering, like, well, what do they actually do with the money? Like, do they just yeah. put the money in an account and they are not accessing it so that they can continue to live it rough in it? Or are they lying? Like, is it no longer authentic because they're just pretending like they don't have this additional money. 
Um, especially with the Macy story, because obviously a big story with Macy this episode was that money is becoming an issue. And granted, she's not, I'm sure she's not wealthy off of the MTV gig, but I mean, she obviously has some money and should be able to pay for her apartment and go to school in uh, Chattanooga. Wait, it, or they're in uh, Memphis, wherever. It's not in Chattanooga anymore, Nashville. And, she's uh, in Nashville. Yeah, she yeah. moved to Nashville from Chattanooga. So anyway, cost of living there is not that high. So I'm certain that based on her MTV salary, she could afford her apartment and afford schooling. So I kind of wonder, it did make me question like what they're actually doing with the money. Are they not allowed to use it? Do they not have it? Is it in some special trust? Are they just pretending like they don't have it so that they can continue to live these lives and be on television? Like I thought that was kind of weird. But also we had Taylor and Caitlin, you know, when they were trying to get this apartment, he did mention, well, we have enough saved for a while until we get a job. And I don't think we've ever seen them work. Exactly. So that that's when I assumed, oh, that's probably the money they earned from MTV. From MTV. Yeah. And I would love to say that we get an answer to this. But remember, we had Danielle from 16 and Pregnant on and we asked her about, you know, every question. And she was very honest that the one thing that she couldn't talk about was money. And that was the one thing MTV wouldn't allow her to talk about is how much they get paid and what happens to that money. So I'd like to say we would know the answer, but they're probably not going to tell us. Yeah. But I, what I was saying is I do think they do a good job of showing, even though that may not be the reality. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They may have it a lot easier money-wise than other teen moms who aren't on MTV. They do a good job of showing what it would be like to be a normal teen mom. Uh, And especially with the Macy storyline, let's just get into it. Basically, like you said, Courtney, she couldn't pay her bills, and so she was going to leave Nashville and move back home to Chattanooga. But the second she told Kyle about that, he kind of threw a curveball and said, well, why don't we just move in together and live with each other? Uh, While her mom was kind of against the idea, and Ryan definitely was, he basically said, you know, this isn't going to fly, and then claimed that Tennessee wouldn't allow them to live together with his son unless they were married and called her dumb. Um, But it sounds like they are on the way to moving in together. So what do you think about that? I think it's uh, um, a little bit uh, soon, maybe, but at the same time, um, I think the situation she's in, it's either move home or go with Kyle, and I'm sure the lesser of the two evils for her is definitely Kyle, and I think it would be for me, too, especially when she was sort of explaining the situation with her mom, and I think in the end, it's her decision, and she seems to um, be as responsible as possible, and if she gets burned, she gets burned, and she moves home, and that's how it is, so I I don't think it's such a bad idea for her to make a go of it so she can stay in school, and she's obviously happier there and um, building her life there, so I think it was a, it's a, it's a cool choice, and it was nice that he was willing and stepping up to the plate to do that with her. Yeah, I agree, and I think from, out of all the girls, she's probably one of the only ones that graduated, got her GED, and continued to college, so I don't think she's, you know, maybe the only 
messed up decision or the only wrong decision she's made was not wear protection when she was with Ryan. <laughs> but other than that, she's probably proved us wrong in a lot of ways. I mean, not wrong, but, you know, she's grown a lot and she's done a lot for herself. She's made it happen this long. So I don't think it's a problem. I think uh, this makes her happy now. She's going to, you know, just do what she feels like now. And nobody's going to agree with it, especially not your parents. And just like she said, if I move back with my parents, they're just going to treat me like a kid again with my own kid. So I I don't think it's a problem. I think she's doing what I will she has say, to. besides Caitlin, Macy probably is the most mature. And I agree with what you guys are saying. But the re- I wish there was a way for her. I think she should stay in Nashville because she should, she should continue going to school. She should continue forging an independent life. It's the idea of living with Kyle that I think is a red flag, only because they've just broken up already. They've only been together, you know, a second time for three months. And when you have a child, I don't think it's right to, you know, get it. She could get in this relationship and then break up again. And, you know, when you have a child, I don't think that that is stable to move in with someone and then maybe move out and break up and all this and that is what my concern is. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely see that point. But my other issue with it is that it appears, I mean, I don't, I'm not up in their house all the time, but I'm sure he's spending the night and over there more frequently than not. And he exists in the child's life already as it is. So whether they break up this way or break up the other way, I feel like the absence is going to be felt by the child regardless. So I don't necessarily see that it's going to do that much more harm for him to actually live there and help her out as opposed to them just being in a relationship in general. Cause as soon as she's introduced her kid to this person as someone that's in her life and in her life regularly, however he's in the life when he leaves, if he leaves is going to be traumatic for the child. And that's whether or not he lives with her or doesn't live with her. She's introduced yeah. her child into the equation already. So I just, uh, you know, in the end it's a crappy situation to be in, but it's. I guess they can make it work. They can try. I actually have a friend who, after dating a guy for only four months, they moved in together, and everyone was kind of surprised. Like, well, that was pretty fast. And her answer basically was, and I, and I guess I see the point here. She was like, you know, yes, we a we already spent so much time together, and so it's like we might as well be saving money and everything. But b, what she said, what I thought was interesting was, well. If the relationship isn't going to work and we are going to break up, then moving in together will just, like, make that even more clear than, like, dating for a longer period of time and getting to that. And, like, the moving in together is almost the make or break. It's like it really shows you're either, like, you're meant to be or you're going to break up. And at least if you break up, you know it's sooner rather than later was her answer. That's one way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you guys think? So this is what I thought was interesting, and I actually agree with him. Kyle, at the very end of the episode, said he thinks that Ryan is secretly madly in love with Macy. I personally agree, because when when she tells, he's definitely jealous of Kyle. And before they started, like, really fighting about um, her moving in with him, Ryan and Macy still kind of have this, like, flirty, witty banter going on. And I don't know. I still see something between them. I mean, it's hard not to. He is gorgeous. So, I mean, she's standing there staring at him. I mean, when you go from... Oh, this is mean. I'm just not going to say what I'm going to say. But I'm just going to stop myself there. But I think, you know, they they were teenagers. They kind of 
had this big event happen in their lives between each other, which is their baby. And that's something nobody can take away from them. They were 16 and they had to grow up. I mean, Ryan's taken him longer than it took Macy, but they both had to suffer through this. They were engaged at some point. So, I mean, I'm sure there's still some feelings there. I don't think he's madly in love with her, but I think it has to hurt a little to see her so happy and just, you know, she didn't need him. Yeah. And I think it hurts him to know that he wasn't able to figure it out. Like, he wasn't able to be what he needed to be to make them work. So I think that, and that sucks to look, and I'm sure as a man, looking at another man that seems to be able to pull it off and isn't even the child's father, it probably stings a little bit. And I'm sure he definitely has still has feelings for her, and she probably still has some romantic feelings for him, maybe yeah. more shallow, physical or something. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so Brian, it did take him a lot longer, but I think he really... He's getting his act together now. I mean, last episode, I think we all wanted to think that he was lying about paying child support. He really wasn't. He really was. And then at the end of the episode, you know, there was that quick, of this episode, there was that quick shot of um, him playing with Bentley. And, you know, he has him alone, what, every other weekend? And so he has, I don't know. I feel like he's being a good dad now. And I don't know. I feel like I find myself kind of getting slowly back onto the Ryan bandwagon. So did we forget his uh, question to Macy? And then he called her dumb just now. No, like, but he's I think abusive. That he was and that he lives the with his parents till this day. Exactly. He's still he's still, he wants to be with Macy. He's still living with his parents. And may we add, he's been on unemployment for two years now. Yeah. Macy did say that. So way to go growing up, Ryan, on unemployment for two years. Yeah. I, I think no. it's easy to romanticize no. it, but I definitely don't think that. I mean, I, obviously, he's being there with his kid as much as he, he can, I guess, for now. But I, I don't think any, he's done anything that's, like, impressive yeah. and, like, oh, my, you really stepped up to the plate. <laughs> yeah. I think you're just kind of doing the bare minimum of what you're supposed to do to begin with. Right. And um, and the fact that even if he is jealous, the language turning, he was yelling and calling her dumb and all kind of stuff. And Bentley was right there. So his level yeah. of maturity is definitely still not anywhere that it needs to be. And um, they actually address that in the after show. And um, uh, Macy talks about how, like, uh, he's just nothing like they ever were when they were together. She's like, she doesn't even recognize him anymore. And that even in the, they were asking her about the abusive language. And she's like, yeah, he says stuff like that to me all the time. And he treats his mom like that. So his his behavior and his attitude has not developed no. into anything positive. Um, but, I mean, I'm glad he's obviously getting time with his kid and hopefully it'll continue to grow. But I don't think for any moment she made a bad decision not to be with him. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about one of the girls who is definitely going to have a dramatic season. And I think it's probably one of the most heartbreaking to watch. Yeah. Amber. I just wanted to stop. And when the episode first started, I was so happy. It was like they were looking for a home together, and then they found out they got the home, and they were so happy, and they're moving into the new home, and they just seemed like they were back on track and that they were this happy little family of the three of them. So when they were in the car driving to the water park resort, it was just like a bad flashback, and I just felt so bad. And I feel bad for him. She was started cussing in front of Leo, which I think is wrong, and she's yelling, and she's being mean to him, and he says, watch your mouth or I'll take your daughter. And you know what? That is a little strong, but she literally, she's, she's like, 
is it verbally abusive towards him? Right now, it's not physically, but she's verbally abusive towards him. And so, you know, I, I just find myself feeling bad for him. And then especially when she, like, wants to go fly back and he comes out to her and he's saying, you're beautiful, you're a good mother, I want to be with you, and she's just not having any of it. And then I thought the saddest part was when she was talking to her brother and she said, obviously, if Leah wasn't here, we wouldn't be together. Obviously. It's like, you know, I just, she has some serious issues and I feel bad for Barry and I, I... it was sad that we got to see that glimmer of happiness because it went away so fast. Yeah, I would venture to say that there was never a glimmer of happiness because even when they were talking to his mother, mm-hmm. Amber looks very, very depressed. Like, even when she's supposed to be, like, happy about it, she was sitting on the couch. And maybe it was just, I was like, oh, well, you know, she's in her sweats and her hair is up and whatever. But she looked down. Like, everything looks down. And then she comments at some point. Um, how she just started feeling irritable or started feeling something like she just wanted to be away and whatever after they had moved into the house. And I, she has, I think, some depression slash emotional issues that she hasn't ever addressed, apparently. And I don't think at all she was ever fully happy or engaged and really thinking about this is a good idea for me. I really feel like she kind of says to herself, well, I know he's a good guy because he wants to be there for his daughter and this is the thing that it should be and I should be happy about it, so I'm going to go with it. And she went with it because she knew the garbage that she was dating already was Mm -hmm. probably just garbage and not a good idea. But I don't think that she consciously chose, like, I love him, I want to be with him, I want to make our family work. Like, I don't feel like she's ever conscious enough to do that. Her mind, she just very seems very aloof to me and very sad all the time. And it's really well, she was actually diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which is big mood, swing, mood swings. You're either all happy or you're all down, yeah. and it's like, you know, black and white. And she claims that she doesn't really have it, and she's just, you know, a teen and going through that, you know, and just emotional. I think she actually really does have bipolar disorder, though, because when I see her, it's like, she was so happy, I thought, like, when they were getting the house and stuff. and all, Or, like, as they were driving to the water park, it was like she switched all of a sudden. Like, they were, like, so happy going. And all of a sudden, it was like a switch went off in her brain. And, like, she gets so upset. And so that's, that's really what I think it is. But the person, besides Leah, who I obviously feel mm-hmm. bad for, the person I feel worse for is Gary because he really takes a beating. And... I don't understand why when her and her brother were talking about it, they were like, you both need anger management, you know, you're both retarded sometimes. I think that he does a pretty good job of dealing with her. I mean, if if I had someone talking to me that way, I couldn't handle it as well. So I just feel bad for him. I kind of feel like the brother was commenting on if he was really dealing with it, he wouldn't deal with it because they are like, oil and water or whatever it is they just don't they don't mix well and he keeps coming back for more of it and it's so funny that even through the argument she's yelling at him oh you never change you never change and I'm like do you hear yourself that has to be awful for her to watch like she 
I, I, I don't know. Or when he apologizes. Yeah. Says, I want to apologize. Yeah, You're beautiful. So You're a great mom. And she's like, you know, this is it. This is Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's always over. Like, every time they have a fight, it's over. She's never going to be with him again. And it's just tragic. Like, and the poor child is so jolly and chubby and looks just like Gary. <laughs> and it's just sad because she's, like, in the back seat and she looks like she would just be this jolly, happy little baby. And her mom yeah. is yelling and screaming and talking about swearing and that swearing isn't how she, her dad isn't how she learned to swear. And you know it's all just rubbing into this poor kid who's already beating on them because they fight. Like, yeah. I just can't. And in every episode that they fight, you always see Gary at the end of every episode holding hands with his daughter. It's always yeah. him and his daughter. So- <laughs> she just runs away like, whatever, I hate you and I forget that I have a daughter. Yeah, I just feel like Gary should have scooped up the baby. She's really handled the parenting. I mean... Did you guys see when Leah, like, she was just playing on one of those little, like, makeup stands and she fell? Which yeah. wasn't a big deal and she started crying. Yeah. And Amber, like, literally looked like she was going to break. And she just, like, stormed out of the room. She couldn't even handle it. Yeah. She has a lot of triggers, apparently. And right. she definitely needs, or hopefully is getting those worked out as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Amber is the character, or not even character, I don't know what you call it on reality television, but if the girl I feel worse for, and I just, you know, it's sad to watch, Farah is definitely, and will be for the rest of the season, the most annoying to watch and the most superficial, like superficial drama of all of the girls to watch. It's just like, she's much, she came from a wealthier background and like, her issues just seem so much more superficial when you compare them. Because it's like when there's four storylines, you can't help but compare. And it's like Caitlin and Macy are dealing with money issues and living issues. And Amber's dealing with, like, serious mental issues. And so it's like, oh, boob jobs. Oh, modeling jobs. Like, and on top of all of that, like, superficiality, she talks back to her mom any chance she gets, and it drives me insane. Like, literally, when her mom was like, oh, you know, do you eat, do you eat good? And then yeah. she was like, yeah, I eat good. Uh, I go to culinary school. What do you think? I don't eat good? And it's like, Jesus. Yeah, that was like the was opening scene for her. <laughs> that was the opening scene for her this time. And I was like, I try every episode to, like, not be mad at Farah because I actually do believe she's smart. She works hard, and she's trying to take care of her daughter. And I can't imagine the loss that she holds on to with the father having been died and all of that. Like, I'm sure emotionally, like, I can't imagine where she is. But every dang time I try to, like, be okay with her, she is so snippy. And her mom, granted, her mom is definitely crazy. Like, I believe, as we have seen in previous (laughs) years, that her mom is not, like... She drives her mom crazy, though. She drives her mom crazy. Well, I would venture to say mom is a little bit crazy to begin with. But Farah just exacerbates that like she is insane and she's so angry all the time with her mom like why the woman is taking care of the child while you're away Mm -hmm. like yes she's probably annoying because she's always like did you do this did you do that are you eating well are you doing it yes it's annoying but dang do you have to be so rude and she is a biatch to her mom i just think you know maybe it has a little to do with let's not forget that she said that in the past when she was getting help that um at some point, the only person that knew about him was her mom, and she made everything possible to keep her away from him. So, you know, she could also be blaming her mom for the time that she was pregnant and he was alive. She mm-hmm. could have been spending time with him and sharing at least those few months together. Yeah. So, I don't know. I could, 
I mean, there's no excuse for it. Cause she, yeah, yeah, this season and this episode, I mean, when they opened it that way, I was like, damn, <laughs> like, she just asked you a question, girl. She just asked if you're eating. Did like, you eat? I mean, <laughs> no reason for that, but maybe that a little resentment. So much, it bothers me so much because I was raised, like, I couldn't talk back to my mom at all. If I ever said a word, she would put me in line. So it's like, I, and I love my mom for that. You know, it's like, I, it really, I can't stand it when, when kids talk back to their parents, when their parents are like good people who are trying to help them. I just can't stand that attitude. I think it is immature and rude. And frankly, I think that her story arcs are really superficial and I hope they don't continue to be, but like, Last week, the boob job. And this well, do you think this week was super? Hair show. Do you think this week was superficial? Do you you think that? Do you think that uh, her coming to the realization that being away from her daughter, even though she had the, her mind focused on money, like she realizes that that's not. Even though it was a dream I, she had before the daughter, like maybe it's not such a plan anymore. I thought that was superficial. Like I don't know. She was like, I, I just the way she talked about it. Like I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I just thought it was superficial. The like the other girls are dealing with so much more, and she goes to a modeling gig for two days and is like, "Oh, I miss my daughter," and now I'm back with my daughter and I'm happy. That seems very like producer driven, and I don't know. I just thought it was superficial. Well, I felt like for the first time I felt something genuine from her, like that wasn't veiled with whatever crazy emotion is inside of her that makes her so evil to people. But uh, it seemed. Um, once she got there, like the reality of what she was doing and yeah, cause her mind is always like, ah, oh, money, it's money. I can get more money and I'm going to be famous and pretty and blah, blah, blah. And maybe I'm also influenced too. Cause I did watch the after show and in the after show, she talks about it again. And sincerely, she said like, I've given up. She's like, I, I think it's just not something that I'm going to pursue really anymore because it forces me to travel and I'll just have to travel more. And I really want to be able to be there while my daughter grows up. And, uh, Sushin, who did the um, after show asked her like how does that feel like is this something that was like a dream before you had the baby and how that's changed she was like well when I look at it from the perspective of yes this was a dream that I had before I had my daughter and I was going to try to make it happen anyway because I shouldn't have to stop because I had a child like I want to keep pursuing this but then I realized that my life has changed and I want to adjust to that that was the least selfish thing I've ever heard her say like in Two seasons, but then three she seasons. shouldn't have gotten the boob job because wasn't the whole point of the boob job was to help her with the modeling. Well, career, she didn't realize she that. Well, career? she didn't realize that at, until after she actually did another gig that required her to go out of town for two days and actually be what she thought she was actually getting a chance to really be what she thought she wanted to be professionally and do consistently to help raise her daughter and have money. And she mm-hmm. realized that I can't have this career; it's not for me anymore. Well, I'm glad we have you saying this, Courtney, because normally Ed is like our, it's a person I don't see eye to eye with. So I'm glad that we have, we're playing devil's advocate here and you see Farrah's other side. Yeah, I mean, I would totally I be, I'm, to I'm definitely a Farrah not lover. Like I <laughs> cannot stand how she talks to her mom. It like makes my skin crawl. And I, for that reason, I've never liked her in all of the seasons, even when she got emotional because she finally started dealing with the death of her um ex and i think that was when they did the the, like end of the season show with dr drew and they Mm -hmm. were talking about her going through therapy and how she i still couldn't feel sympathy for her because she is just so cruel like she is heartless to her mom sometimes but in the end i mean i think if nothing else 
she has at least realized on a non-selfish level her relationship with her daughter and how important she's decided that I want to raise my daughter and I actually want to be there to raise her, not just be able to provide for her to be raised. So I thought that was an exceptional breakthrough because I would have thought the opposite. I would think, oh, I got famous. I can get some more pictures. I got my fake boobs now. Life is going to be great. And she wouldn't care. But it was nice to see that. From yeah, her. and, and she... It, I- and she can't Sorry, afford she can't afford a nanny or someone that travels with her with her daughter. You know, most models have that. Mm-hmm. You know, and she can't do that. So instead of thinking, well, let me make the money so I can afford someone to travel with me, she just is giving it up. And yeah, you're right. Compared to other the other girls, she doesn't have that whole drama between guys. But I think that's a good thing. She did not go out and find someone else like Macy did to replace whatever drama she's missing out on. Instead, she's focusing on her daughter. Yeah. And we do have to give her credit for that. Wait, wait, wait. Do you not remember right after she gave birth, she was like wanting to go out a lot? But that's the point. That's why we didn't do that. But that's why we should be giving her credit for it because she actually recognized Okay, this is and not I mean, a good idea. And I mean, this is a girl that has been alone through this whole process. At some point, can she just want to feel pretty and have someone? And she did say it. I wanted to have someone to tell me I'm pretty. I'm, I'm important. I'm something other than my mom always telling me, take care of this, take care of that, never giving her credit. You know, she wanted to feel that. Otherwise, I think we would have two embers on this episode, on this season, and the season, the past season. But she never fell into that depression and left her daughter just hanging there. So I give her credit for that. The boobs, I still don't agree. But I kind of, you know, Ed and I talked about this afterwards. And I agree with what he said. Sometimes you have to do things for yourself. Again, I don't agree with the boobs. To make yourself happy. And if that helped her self-esteem, because I think this girl's self-esteem has been low for quite some time. And she's admitted it. And why are we so mad at boobs? I, I mean, know. I we know she too. has the money. I just can't afford it. She has the money. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I guess I guess the idea that she took a loan out to do it, it actually That's was comical to thing, me. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and a little bit absurd, but I also don't think that's like out of the realm of what this country and this culture is accepting because yeah. um, she's definitely not the only person that's taken a loan out to get boobs. So, <laughs> so I think that um, uh, the boobs. I think we give her a hard time about the boobs, but I just kind of thought it was funny and not a big deal. Right. No, and in the end, I she was actually trying to be comparison with the other girls. It's what bothers me because the other girls are dealing with such heavier issues that when Sarah's like getting the boob job and modeling and then goes from her parents' mansion across the street to her big rental house, it's like, uh, you know, she's not dealing with the issues the other girl well are. then but that that's also not everybody's uh life like everybody right. every teen mom that gets pregnant isn't f- from a trailer park and doesn't have a means to exist so it's kind of nice to see that i appreciate that mtv is showing mm-hmm. someone that actually came from a mm-hmm. semi like probably middle class family right. that's doing okay and you know this woman this still can happen to them because right. to only show Education you know happening. less educated um, impoverished type situations like makes it seem like that these are the people that we need to focus on it. It's because yeah. they came from these backgrounds and they're struggling and all that. But that, I mean, teen pregnancy happens in all different economic, right. educational, and, and, and social areas. And I people. guess I feel like she should be more appreciative of what she has. And I don't know. I, she just rubs me the wrong way, basically. She rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> she rubs everybody the wrong yeah. way because she's an ass. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> and she speaks very poorly to her mom. But in the end, I mean, I think it was just nice to see that maybe she had a little bit of a selfless moment this episode. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about Caitlin, who I think 
is always very selfless and has a good head on her shoulders. And, you know, her relationship with Tyler, I think they put this baby up for adoption, yet they're still together and... And I love seeing them so happy together. Do you like that? Apartment and his mom and his sister tried to talk him out of it. And I did think they kind of were ganging up on Caitlin because she was standing right there, sitting right there, and they were saying, you know, you, we, I don't know if you really want to. You know, you don't have to. This is your choice. But he ends up moving in with her. And they just seemed so happy together. And I will say I think Tyler's mom is a good mom because she left it at, okay, let's agree to disagree. You've made this choice to move in. That's fine. But what I value is your education, and you need to graduate. But I think he has a stable mom and a great relationship with Caitlin, and it was nice seeing that. Well, I think this was the first time, though, I felt a little bit uncomfortable with their relationship. I, we've joked about it before, like, that he's <laughs> that Tyler's stuck around and Caitlin, and when would he, like, come Wait to realize God. that maybe he could move on? But... I, 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 I kind of get concerned because, and, and this goes along with kind of what his mom and his sister were saying, Tyler seems like he is a very dutiful person, mm-hmm. and he very much seems like he definitely never wants to be what his dad is, and I feel like Caitlin, he's constantly her rescuer, and I feel like that relationship at some point might become very unhealthy, and because they are so young, and they will, I mean, granted, there are definitely situations that, you know, you meet somebody at 15 and you're in love for life and you make it work. Obviously, though, that that is the exception, not usually the rule. So pray God, like, all works out and that is what it becomes for them. But when I was watching this episode, I actually started to feel like they are never going to give each other a chance to discover anything about themselves because they are so intertwined and they are so intertwined for a variety of reasons. Obviously, the baby and the adoption being the strongest And I don't think that Tyler would ever want Caitlyn to have to try to go at it alone and his need to be a dutiful person and to, like, be supportive and be there and make sure she's always taken care of because of what they've gone through. I worry that on some level he's sacrificing some things that he doesn't even realize he's sacrificing and that may go very south very fast sacrificing like his childhood and living with his I mean it's not just his childhood it's it's someone else it's your self-discovery like it's not just about being with other people it's about your definition of yourself. I mean, when you were 16 versus when you become 25 versus when you become 35, like people in your life affect how you become, who you become and what you become. And I'm not saying that it's all going to go bad. I'm just saying that they are very young and they are very, very attached. And because they're not. And again, it's kind of weird, though, because it's MTV. So it's like technically they get a certain life experience that nobody else would have because of MTV and what they're actually doing. And like you get to see that Caitlin actually goes out educating people and she travels and does all these other things. So those aren't those elements. But I will say that this episode, I felt like he may not have moved in with her, but he never would have actually like brought that to the table because he feels such a responsibility to her and they, and I don't necessarily know that they should feel that type of responsibility for each other at this point in their lives, but obviously it's their choice. And that's what his mom had to resign herself to accept Mm -hmm. that it's their choice and they have to work through it and figure it out on their own. But it is definitely a concern because his sister mentioned how clingy Caitlin actually is. And 
that kind of thing. And I think we get the romanticized version of it because they're MTV's Caitlin and Tyler that made it work, even though they gave their um, they gave their child up for adoption and all of that. So we want them to be together and we want them to be happy and make it work. But it's it's a little concerning to me. Like if that was my brother, I would be like, mm, I don't know. Like I would be in the same boat with his sister and his mom. His sister, though, had a kid herself. Okay, I don't yeah, know how old I, she is. I mean, she looked older. Yeah, I don't know. She looked pretty young. She, she looked, looked pretty young. But they're also in, like, Bumblebutt, Michigan. Yeah. So she might have had her baby at, like, 20. So she could be, like, 22. Yeah, yeah she did. She did yeah, look, yeah. She did look um, a lot older than, than them. But um, I agree with Corny. I mean, I don't think it was such a, you know, wrong idea to move in together. But just seeing his face, I don't think he would have moved in with her if she had a better situation. Yeah. It's so sad to see that because he looks so like, I just want to help her. I feel bad. Even when they're talking to him and they're all ganging on Caitlyn, he's sitting there like, okay, help me. Help me out of this fight. You know, I don't know. At some point, I thought the mom would say, Caitlyn, you can just move back in with us. You know, like that would help a little. Not like it would be a difference. But yeah, I don't. And maybe this is what they need to finally just break it off. <laughs> to break it off. No, That's what happens. That's what happens. When they finally moved in, they were like, oh. Come on, Mari. That's not real life. What you said like earlier, Mari. You said moving together so you can see if it's going to work out <laughs> instead of holding on to each other forever. So here we go. We get to see if it's going to work out. My boyfriend is mouthing to me right now. They weren't happy. He was freaking out. They didn't seem happy. Exactly. Thank you, boyfriend. He was he was internally freaking out. Like he like oh shoot but i think he is such a good guy like i think he really means the best i think he really does love caitlin for what he knows love to be and he wants to be what was never in his life he wants to be supportive of the woman he loves he wants to be there for her she's 17 and has nowhere to live he doesn't want her to have to live in some random apartment by herself. Oh, don't forget she also said I can just go stay at um shelter. Exactly. She it's mentioned like- shelter. And I but I also think that that and that is her sub maybe unconscious, but I think slightly conscious yes. way of being able to manipulate him. And I think that we don't see that part because we've been edited it into wanting to believe and wanting them to make it work because we do love them and they have done so well with their situation and the adoption and all that and there are good kids but I just I don't know if this was the first episode that I was really like um this does not look like a good plan Think of that. I mean, look at him. He's cute and, and, she's and not. stop. Oh, it's I not mean. about her not being cute, <laughs> Isabel. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, and after having a kid, and he obviously is very sensitive, so his emotions in regards to the child, yeah. like all of that is very hard to like work through and make a clearer decision, like a more independent decision. And they don't make any decisions independent of each other. Yeah. Ever. And it's like you're 18. Like you don't. It's, it was just like when she moved in, he decided, he helped her decide. And when she got kicked out of his, her, I mean, his mom's house, it was the same thing. It was decided. What do we do? What do we do? Good. What do we well, do? I think it's best if you leave. Okay. No. You know, always together. And maybe they'll grow together and grow better and continue to be amazing and have a relationship that's amazing. But that is definitely the exception. It's not the rule in life. Yeah. Well, I have more in Caitlin in our news and gossip section, so let's go to a commercial break, and then I'll bring you that news. Want to find out what 
the after buzz is about. Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. This television and they want to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig oh, will come out. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. Do you guys know about this tradition no. that had started? No. What? No. Is no. What is going on? The theme song to our Teen Mom is uh, "Papa Don't Preach" by Madonna. Why? Because oh, because the part of the lyrics <laughs> in this song is "I'm gonna keep my baby." Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> well, can we get some new guys for music? Because I do have some juicy news. All right. At least it's not Kelly Osbourne's version. <laughs> Though I do love Madonna, so I hate to cut her off. <laughs> After Buzz TV News. Okay, so as I was saying, uh, Caitlin, she just did an interview with TV Guide, and they asked her, is a wedding in the near future? And she said, it's definitely not. We just want to wait. We're too young. We're only 19, and we want to wait until we're out of college. But what I thought was actually most interesting about that interview is they asked her, who's the girl she's closest with? And she said, Amber because her home life and the way she was raised is what she relates to most. And she'll tell you how she feels. She's just truthful. So me and her get along because of that. She's awesome and I love her. And so when they asked her opinions about what's been going on lately, she said, I don't get too deep into her personal life. The people make mistakes. She's working on it. She's learning from them. She's smart and she's going to get there one day. Caitlin is very positive. Always. Uh, very, very positive. I don't know if you guys caught that they did a special right after this mm-hmm. episode, the adoption special, and they interviewed Caitlin and one other girl that uh, chose adoption. And she's just very positive and Always. very optimistic and a good outlook on life. So she seems like a cool chick, and I just hope that <laughs> some of that rubs off on Amber if they're so tight, because Amber <laughs> is a rocket mess. I agree. Oh, yeah. And then I don't think I believe this, and it's just another more proof that these girls get so much tabloid attention but OK Magazine has on the cover that uh, Macy and Kyle split and that she's still in love with Ryan eh we'll see maybe I mean maybe maybe they did split but I don't think because of Ryan yeah. yeah. I, don't I mean, they her. did move in together, so. Yeah, I mean, split is more than likely to happen, <laughs> right. so, you know. But she didn't mention anything in the after show about them not being together right now, so. Just to wait. Yeah. Uh, we'll but have to wait and see. It just goes to show you, so this, you know, we, the premiere was last week, and already both weeks thus far, the girls have been on the covers of magazines, multiple magazines. Yeah, gotta love America, baby. <laughs> and we're the ones buying the magazines, I guess. Not but, uh, me, though. I do not I also, buy that. I also read the last week. The IO so the season three premiere actually had an audience of more than 3.6 million viewers, making it the highest debut in the Teen Mom franchise history. That's pretty impressive. 
I was one of those three and a half million, yeah. so <laughs> I can't really say anything other than, yep, I was right there. And finally, I'm not sure about this, what I think of it, but Sarah tweeted on Monday, the question is, did MTV ruin my life? I don't know if she's doing that as a publicity ploy or what, but that's what she tweeted. Well, if she was acting as ugly as she was the first season, yeah. MTV didn't have nothing to do with ruin her right, life. Her no. life was ruined long before then. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so why don't we get her. into our uh, predictions so for next week? <laughs> I'm waiting for that for that futuristic oh, music. Okay, so what I actually think will be most interesting is Tyler's dad is released from prison, and you guys were touching on this earlier. He still wants to be the exact opposite of his dad, so it'll be interesting to see their dynamic again. I wondered if he was going to be like trying to move up in their apartment. Oh, oh my god! Oh, really? Why do you think? (laughs) Well, because you know the mom can't is not living at that house anymore, and she had to move in with grandma. Right. So I don't know what the relationship with grandma and him is like, but. I was like, oh, I no. I seriously hope an ex-convict does not move in with them. That will make their relationship even more doomed. I can't imagine. I don't know. But that was the first thing I thought when I thought. I was like, oh, no, he has his own place. He's going to try to move in. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and then the Amber's saga obviously unfolds even more. It's weird because we're just now getting into the season where Child Protective Services is calling, but we already know everything that's happened. I mean, she was in prison, or in jail um, back in December, so it's like us as an audience already know how, how it unfolds, but we'll be seeing it from her perspective now. But I'm sure we'll probably see her hitting Gary or blaming him for it, oh, and there we go. Another breakup. So sad to watch. Another breakup. Or yeah. Amber. Hopefully she's And then I didn't together. quite understand what was going on with Farah. Is it that... Um, the baby daddy's family wants to see Sophia. It, that's what it sounded like. Somebody, maybe the grandma wants to see or yeah, the daughter or the sister. I don't know, but somebody's right. suing her to get some kind of visitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, that is that. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me and we'll probably have Ed back next week, but it was nice to have an all girls edition of Teen Mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> we run the world. Okay. <laughs> Well, I and, also uh, everyone ca- join us next week for some more Teen Mom news, gossip, and discussions. And I also want to say, on behalf of uh, DJ Jesse Janity, if you're in the LA area, he is uh, DJing at a club this week here in LA. Where I don't quite know. Oh, he didn't say. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was last week. You know what? It's so exclusive that. Really? You have to get an email to You'll get have to get, with Check him out on Twitter. Yeah. DJ Jesse Janity or DJ Jesse? You would think, it, honest to God, I want to smack him for this. But DJ just, Jesse Jet. Is it that or yeah. is it still the Greek no, God? No, he changed Greek it. It's not the Greek oh God, God anymore. It's not the Greek God anymore. So, fellas out there, don't make your Twitter name insanely stupid. DJ Jesse J. Check him on Twitter. <laughs> yes. And uh, anything you girls you want to say, Mari, uh, any stories, any good stories that you've done this week? No. Uh, any good New York One story? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Give us a plug. Uh, All right. You don't have to. <laughs> Thanks anyway. <laughs> I, just, I just think that everyone should go see DJ Jesse J. I wish I was in L.A., 
to hear him DJ, but I know firsthand he is wonderful and he has a great taste in music. All right. Thank you, Mari. (laughs) From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz Buzz you you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.